Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Hello, everybody. I would I would like for you to know that we have been mixing sound all evening, trying to make this sound as as, as pleasurable as possible. As I use all the P's that I possibly can <laughs> to make sure. Good thing there's a, a little foam filter on the end of your microphone there, bro. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm testing all of our equipment. So hey, yeah, hey, did you know? We're back. Did you know that the big game? Is coming up on Sunday? Yes, because it's a game that we can't actually say by name. Can, or, we, not, can we not? Well, we probably could. We're not. Because we're, we're educational, right? Yeah. Is that our... Well, I don't know if, if we could hide behind that because news stations can't say it. Unless they are KLBK or whoever is or CBS who, covering it. Yeah. The big football game. The, the ultimate NFL... Game of the 2018-2019 season is on Sunday. Who you got, man? You got the the line is still it opened. I think Pat's plus point five or something like that, basically a pick 'em. And now it's landed to where the Pats are favored minus two and a half. Who you got with your hypothetical one hundred dollar bill? I'm giving Michael a as big of a shrug as I can do. I don't no shrug. I have no idea. Do you even, are you really even that interested? Not anymore. Not since two weeks ago. Not since the Pats are in it again. Yep. How many have they been in since 2001? Is it, is it seven or eight? I don't even care. Let's not look it up. Yeah. I was, I was going to go back and look at all that. No, I don't care. I don't care either. <laughs> I I do wish that, <laughs> The Chiefs would have made it, obviously. Been um, much better than the, the Patriots again. Agreed. Uh, we're we're in a a death spiral of Warriors, Patriots, Bama, Clemson, Warriors, Patriots, Bama, Clemson, over and over until we're all dead and our children have died, and the sun has engulfed the earth. They won't know that there are other teams out there that can win championships. No, they it's won't even. They won't even be worth. Ranking. We're, we're just going to stop college football rankings altogether. No, it's going to be one and two. Alabama, then whatever the chump is that has to face them. Clem, Clem, Ala Clemson, Bama. <laughs> Ala Clemson, Bama, then Salmon, Black <laughs> Betty, Bamba Lamb. <laughs> All right. So I think the most Clemson Tide. Sorry. I had to get that one out. Roll Tiger? Roll Tiger. Roll. Roll Tiger. That actually kind of works. A Roll Tide. Roll Tiger. At Crim- I'm actually really proud of myself. At Clemson right now. Tide. That, then they just <laughs> they just they just win all the games. It's going to be like an idiocracy thing someday. It will be the the South Carolina Clemson Tide Roll Tigers. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure if you were to combine the top talent from both of those teams, they could beat an NFL team. 
Of course. Because <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> let's have that. Hey, okay. All no, right, so the not. games the games kind of whatever. Um, it's the prop bets that we're the most interested in. The, we, I, I finally found a great link for the prop bets at Odd Shark. And guys, y'all need to dig into this. Shout out to uh, to Kyle for getting us looking at so many oh, yes. betting lines the past few months. So many hypothetical $100 <laughs> bills have just been flying. Uh, there, there's all sorts of stuff. Okay, I'm I'm not going to focus on this too much because we do need to get to our currently red hot Red Raider basketball team and discuss how well they're doing. <laughs> As of Saturday. As of Saturday. Or no, really yesterday. No, yesterday. <laughs> Saturday they weren't really red hot. Yesterday they were, yeah, they were Brandon Iron hot yesterday. But today, Dude, the, like just the, the sheer number of, of possible prop beds just really goes to show you like, what a degenerate society we have that people love to put some money on some stuff. Coin to- like it's a <laughs> minus one oh five. Yeah. On both. Like really? It's a fifty fifty chance. Like, no, that can't be right. This this is really okay. I've got a couple of of, of keepers that I would put some money on. Is it a Tom Brady MVP? No. Nah, plus nah, one twenty five. Nah. Th- those aren't any fun. Those aren't any fun. I well, like the one hold on though. Hold on, hold on. There is um Plus forty thousand for who? Like a kicker? James Devlin, I don't or know. Matthew Slater? Is that just is that the long snapper? That's first off. Like, how bad of a game would you have to get to? What? Whoever those players are, I'm gonna I'm gonna search it real quick. Okay, you search those. I've I've got um I've got a few here that I want to highlight, such as who will win. Or no, who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first in his speech? Okay. Which, it, it, it covers everybody. You've got teammates at plus 175, God at plus 190. <laughs> teammates is somehow, I think, favored before God, which doesn't make any sense to me. If you've heard any athlete speak, usually usually uh, the Almighty gets the first mention. Uh, family or family member at plus 500. Owner plus five fifty. Oh gosh, who's gonna do that? I like to think Robert Kraft. Um, okay, City plus one thousand. Coach plus eleven hundred. Or does not mention any of the above plus four hundred. Who would who would you take in that? I'm I'm definitely gonna take. I would definitely take God plus one ninety. That's gonna be the first. Well, see, here's the, the thing. Mentioned. That feels like what the younger crowd would go with. Like that, that, that's like a college like. I just won the highs. I want to thank God. I want to thank my family. I guess so. I still see it a lot in the NFL, though. So you're going to say City, aren't you? No, no. I don't think. I don't think either one of these teams. To the city of Foxborough. <laughs> thank you, Los Angeles, for supporting the Rams for so many years. Yes, yeah, just while we were in St. Louis, never, you know, never failing, always there for us. Thanks. Thank um, you, St. Louis. Gosh, I'm gonna go with family. That's, like, probably, that's pretty good. That'd pay off pretty well. Plus five hundred. Tom Brady's gonna go there. I just want to thank Giselle for allowing me to have all this time off <laughs> to go play this sport that I love so much. For keeping our bank accounts stocked. By Keith has a problem with that. Yeah. Oh, of course not. Okay, so I found out James Devlin or Devlin. Yes. Is the fullback. For the Patriots. I almost guessed fullback. You're going to think I was... Matt Slater is a special teams wide receiver for the Patriots. So those are the plus 40,000 players. I'd put a nickel on them. 
Well, at that payout, hold on. You never know. You might get a... I have a calculator here somewhere. Well, it kind of works weird. I can't even do it. I can't even do it. So if you... What, if you did $100, you would win 40000 That's how that works, right? Then you need to figure out what a nickel would get you? No, it would get you $4 million. What? No, you're right. No, I think it's... These are 40, all based 000. on... It's 40000 100 bucks. Yeah. Should Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Dot edu slash podcast. Okay. All right. A couple more and then we'll move on. How many plays will Tony Romo correctly predict during the game? This line's way too low. The line's at seven and a half. Way too low. What are you doing? You taking you taking the over? Over by a mile. You think he's gonna predict? Dude, he was doing like play by play of a drive. Over is minus one forty, under is uh even. Yeah. Give me the over. All right. All right. If you were to bet a nickel on James Develin, Develin winning the Super Bowl MVP, it would pay out $8,000. That's pretty good. On a nickel bet. Uh, okay. I, I had Put me down, bro. Okay. I, I've got... Because I ain't losing much. <laughs> I've got one more. This is always the big one. How long, would it t- how long will it take Gladys Knight to sing the U.S. National Anthem? And the line is set at 1 minute 47 seconds. Well, see, I'd have to, I have to go like look at it like a, a normal recording is just of some. It'd have to be her, of anybody. Um, I would take the over, which is give me the under. You're taking the under, mm-hmm. okay? So the over is the minus, line on that's minus one sixty. So the over is plus one twenty. I'd have to bet one twenty to get a hundred back. No, I think that's so. The no, other so way. no, I'd, I'd bet one twenty and I'd get two twenty back. Man, we should have looked this up before I we no started idea. recording. Um, I always forget this. My favorite, though, of all these is the how many replays will be shown of Ted Rath holding Sean McVay back. And here's the thing. This number is ridiculously low. Over, so the line is set at one and a half. Give me the over. Give me like oh, over yeah, all Oh, yeah, definitely give me the over on that. They're going to show that at least at least thrice. That would be my That would be my thrice. guess. All righty. Oh, um, one more, one more. Because this is a podcast that started out oh my gosh, look at about Bitcoin. Okay, so I, what will happen to the price of Bitcoin during the Super Bowl? Prices more at the end of the game or prices less at, at the end of the game? If you're going for prices less, you have a line of minus 110 or odds of 110, minus 110. And if you're going for more, you have a minus 130. 
I, I want to figure out like where those lines came from and like what the outcome of the Super Bowl has to do on the price of Bitcoin. I'm sure someone has done a very in-depth study on it. And came or up maybe they just threw that out there. Yeah, nobody's going to bet on this. Okay, so when we say we're not looking at any more, on the page we're like maybe, what do you say, like a fourth of the way down the page? Oh, yeah, and we skipped Less a lot. That? We well, skipped a lot. No, we skipped a lot. We're down a quarter of the page. And yep. So yeah. if, if y'all want to go check them out, oddshark.com slash, I, I can say it this way because this is technically what's called, slash super dash bowl slash props. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. All right, so the very end of the list is like total receptions for receivers. Oh, so total receiving yards. Oh, those are like just stats based. All right. So the big game is on Sunday. Do you have any plans? Not really. I we, think we don't either. I, I, we haven't really thought much about it. I'm sure something will be cooked and we will eat it, but we'll just probably there stay around the house. There will be food consumed, yes. Yeah, we're just going to stay around the house because it's a school night and – the little one's got to be in bed by eight, so yeah. Let's just stay home. Speaking of cooking and consuming food, there will be much to do about some random, to be determined sporting event this spring at Twenty Three Personnel Headquarters South. Oh, after we get the smoker. Oh, am Guys, I invited? Are you inviting Twenty Three Personnel Nation? I'm inviting 23 personnel contributors from oh, the Lubbock okay. area. <laughs> okay. All right. That, narrow, that narrows down the list. It's very. It's a very exclusive list currently. I'm inviting those that are currently in our Slack chat. Okay. There. That live in the... Well, I, I'm not going to say they have to currently live in Lubbock because like Seth, Brian, Dan, Yeah. What if they're Travis, in town for you can all come a ball out. game? Yeah. Of course. I haven't determined if we're going to do it on like... Like, I, I don't want to say like the spring game because we'll probably just go to that and not watch it on TV because that's really lame. But there's not a whole lot left that we would watch a game instead of go to a game for the spring. So maybe like if there's a good baseball series, but I know it's going to hard to get, be difficult to get Keith away from a, a home series. So it, was, it wouldn't be a home series. Possibly, I don't know how soon you're thinking, but possibly the Kansas game just because getting tickets to that will be... We'll see. Difficult. I'm going to be at that game. Oh, you're going to the Kansas game? Yeah. Lucky for you. Yeah. Well, I we are major sponsors of Texas Tech Athletics, and we have a sponsorship of Kid of the Game. And Oh, that you you told me all that. Little I think G, we talked about it on the podcast. Little G's going to be Kid of the Game that day. That's just right. Just so we can go to the game. That's, that's a nice way to, yeah. to throw some sponsorship weight around. Um, other game, like that's what I'm saying. There's not like a whole lot of games that you want to get up for to do it, but... There will be meat smoked, mm-hmm. sides devoured, good times had. I could bring a pound cake. No, you skip that right now. Oh, why? Why would you bring cake and not like some other smoked goodness? Oh, well, I, I could do like that. Well, because it's kind of like wearing, it's kind of like wearing white to a a wedding. A wedding, you I'm, know. I'm, if, I'm if you're the guy, you if you're the guy smoking and and cooking smoked meats, I don't want to show up with smoked meats too. And I am not going to bogart that okay all right well that's we will have that opens the floor brisket smoked pound cake it is or <laughs> pulled pork slash carnitas oh um i can bring some tortillas yeah I, I'm, I'm i'm gonna get some some sausages from red raider meats 
well, wh- wherever, wh- whatever meat we decide on for the main, it, it's coming from regular meats. We're all going to, we're going to get sausages as well. Probably jalapeno cheddar. Cause that's where it's at. Um, I'm also getting our Valentine steaks from there here pretty soon. We're going to, we're going to reverse sear some bone in ribeye. It's a way to go. That's a way, but to I'm going to smoke it and not cook it in the oven. Yes. And then I'm a seared on cast. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm getting, you will, you will never, <sighs> you will never think of steak the same. Can't wait. Oh, okay. So speaking of the, the smoker really quickly, I got a shipping notification. I was talking to Michael about this earlier. Shipping notification. It is in Lubbock. Oh, that's good. It is here in the city. Now it is being held by a company, a logistics company, XPO. I've never even heard of them. They gave me a delivery estimate, and they they said that somebody has to be home to receive it. It's Thursday. Okay. Doable. Between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. They gave me a 12-hour window that I have to be there to sign for my smoker. I would say that's bad. So I'm going to call them tomorrow and be like, guys, can we, like, schedule, like, a smaller window? Like, give me a three-hour window. Yeah, 9 to 12. 9 a.m. to 12 noon. Maybe you could... Or put me on the last. Like, like sign me up for 6 to 9. I don't care. That's true. Just let me, like, not have a 12-hour window where I take off work, and then it comes at, like, 7.30. It'll be worth it. I've got stuff to do on Thursday. I can't take off. All right. Basketball. Let's talk basketball. We're 2-0 and oh Dude. S- since our last recording. Last night. We're, we're going to work backwards. Last night was fun. It was insane. I we will have audio of a certain three play sequence. I know what they are that you have to hear, and you all know this. You were there, or you watched it. You've heard it. Um, the atmosphere for Big Monday was just insane. This was this was a. It looked like a completely different team. Um, they came out was, with a little bit of swagger. They did, and the 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 offense, the offensive side, they were hitting shots. Like it was, things were falling that hadn't been falling for you in the past couple of weeks. You got on a roll. You scored forty three points in the first half. Need I remind you? In a complete game, not a week ago, you scored forty five. As two halves of basketball, you scored 45 points. Yeah, that was pretty Last night, you scored 43 in the first half. And 41 in the second half. You put up 80 points maybe the first time all season. I haven't checked that. Or at least at least in, in conference play. Well, and definitely since um, since you're out of – well, you know, I think you got pretty close against Nebraska. You poured it on against Nebraska. I think you got yeah. in the 70s. But I don't, know if, I don't know if we've cracked 80 except maybe against one of the non-cons. Yeah, this is also your biggest conference win in terms of point spread. Most of them have been pretty pretty close. They've all been close. They've all been. This one was nineteen. Mm-hmm. Nineteen points. This was this was an extremely fun game to watch. Uh, offense was clicking. Defense was absolutely smothering. And we're, we'll go into this a little bit more later. But they kept possession of the dang ball. They did. They didn't turn the ball over. And that is yeah. one of the huge uh, contributing factors to this win. Yeah. So there and was why it feels so good. The post game um, P 
piece that Seth wrote um, pointed out this this stat, and we're going to jump right to it because I can't wait. Okay, let's do um, it. You forced. Sorry, I'm I'm trying to find it. Where did I write it? You forced TCU to, to turn the ball over 13 times, so not a lot. Right, right. That's not like like in the game against Arkansas that you also won. You you turned it over 21 times. I was at that game, and I kept thinking, you know, I being at the game, you know how cell reception is at the USA, and or at least for me, and I kept thinking, we're not shooting that bad. What is going on? What's the problem? I think we had 13 turnovers in the first half mm-hmm. and ended up with, what was it, 21? 21. You just said. But in the first half, uh, Tech shot 41% from the field. In the second half, they shot 47% from the field. So they averaged 44% shooting. That's great. That's really good. That's fantastic. But then you almost lose the game because you keep turning the ball over. 21 times. Yeah. That's that's all. That was the simple solution. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's simple for me to say it because I don't have a D1 athlete in my face trying to take the ball away. But Speaking of D1 athletes in our face, we'll have to talk about Kawat Noy here pretty soon. Oh, yeah. He, he clapped back. He clapped back to the to everybody. Yeah, to a lot of people on the Twitter. Salty. Yes. Can you hear that? <laughs> Probably not. Um, Maybe when you have seven points, let's not. Uh, no, he had seventeen though. No, but when he that video you posted. Yeah, sure. He he had like seven. There points was seven earlier. points in the game. Yeah, and he was. Yeah, let's not silence mm-hmm. the crowd when when your team has seven and points. You hit a free throw. Like okay, dude, yeah. you scored a point. That's good. Um. Okay, so you had 21 turnovers on Saturday against Arkansas. You had seven last night against TCU. But like I said, you you turned TCU over 13 times. So you were plus six or minus six, however you want to look at that, in turnovers. However, you scored 23 points off of TCU's 13 turnovers, which means you scored a bucket on like just about every single one of those turnovers. You converted probably... 12 of those 13 into points or 11 of 13, depending on like there was a three or a couple of threes in there that will take the wind out of your sails. Yeah. Like you turn the ball over and then the other team scores on it. Like every time. Yeah. That's, that's rough. Um, you shot 54% from the field. Unreal. Like 48% from the first in the first half, 62% in the second half. So like as much as you kind of piled on the first half, you shot even better in the second half. Yep. Um, 43% from three. You got uh, Edwards had one or two in there. Owens had one or two. Moretti had a couple. Um, and then you, you were 78% from the free throw line. So you still you hope that would be a little bit better. You can live with that because you shot better than the other team did. They shot more. They took more attempts. They got to line more than you did. Um. But they were going over this in the in the pregame right before the game started that Chris Beard needs like he's got the one guy that's always going to score in double figures right it's probably going to be Culver he needs two at least two guys a third guy would be really great to score in double figures if you got to four you were having a really good game last night you had four guys score eleven or more points oh man Mooney had eighteen Culver had eighteen Owens had seventeen. Moretti had 11. That's a lot of points. You're you're finally seeing that happen a little bit, but man, it's just you're been You're seeing it again. It was happening 
a little bit more frequently in the well, earlier season, and like not non-conference schedule. And well, then when conference even, play started, it was Culver, and then you needed somebody just to have a, a like a career night, like against Arkansas, where Moretti had twenty-one points. I'm all about Tariq Owens shooting some threes, dude. If, nailing if, a couple of them too. Yeah, if if he continues to to do that, that's going to really expand. Hmm. And he banked one. It was it, glorious. And, and the the, the <laughs> it, commentators it hit the backboard hard. Oh, it did. And the commentators they said Francis was really grinning at him big time. <laughs> and but Owens and I remember noticing this during the broadcast. Owens was stone faced, and that was what they said on the broadcast too. That and, he was just, until he pointed at Francis and, and cracked for just a second. And oh, like, I, I missed that. I missed that. Back on defense. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that was glass. I called it. I called it. <laughs> the bank is open. <laughs> so your attendance last night, not stellar, but the crowd was just incredible. The students there, uh, they got some some broadcast time, some props from both the guys that were on the floor doing the, the broadcast and also Holly Rowe, who is there Sunday night for the live fireside chat. Um, is incredible. The, really unbelievable that like you can have that kind of atmosphere at not a full arena, and then to think about games coming up like Kansas, that has been sold out for a month now. Right? Yeah, it's gonna be nuts. Um, I say that. I say that he should continue to shoot threes, but he's currently six for twenty-one on the year. That's okay. But his last um his last six attempts he's he's four for six. So I, I have a uh I have a short term memory on that. Yeah. So he's he's just he's catching on. He's catching on late and now he'll you know he'll he'll correct that a little bit. Okay. Be more of a three point threat. So I'm gonna hit play on something. If it doesn't work, I'm just gonna apologize. And we're gonna try again. Oh, is this the uh, yes. Over five to shoot. No look to Owens. Wow. The grown man bump there. And this is straight through. There's no stopping this. Robinson blocked by Owens. Moretti lands to cover. Okay, so your internet sucks. But just just when you thought the crowd couldn't get any more into it. I love when the announcers are yelling. One, because they're excited, but two, because they have to get so loud to get over the crowd noise. They have to compete, yep. Um, so at this point, the game was, was basically over. You, would, you scored those four points there to go up by 20 with like three minutes to go. TCU still took a timeout to try to slow you down a little bit. That's one of my favorite things about college basketball is when the defense calls a timeout because you're on such a roll. They're like, we, we, we got to stop you. Hang like, on. <laughs> there's nothing else we can do right now but spend one of our timeouts. Yeah, we need to, st- we need to stand and think about this. We, we need to stop you from doing this again. Moretti lands to cover! Oh, it stops the same place again. All right. Um, and then ESPN shared like a social like a, a video of that, the same video clip basically um, on their social media accounts. And as of this afternoon, I haven't checked it since 
as of this afternoon, it had something like 300,000 views. Well, the NCAA March Madness Twitter account also sent out that same video. This is great radio. Radio. (laughs) (laughs) It got even better. So good. We We are... Man, you just passed the bar there. Dude, I, so I just checked the score. Texas beat the long or the Longhorns, the Jayhawks. Yeah, by ten in an empty, in an empty <laughs> Frank Irwin Center in an empty arena because that that video of um, yeah, I saw that. And our our uh, Lady Raiders went down pretty rough tonight. They lost one hundred five to sixty six to Iowa State. Mm. Not not a great night. Sorry, really quickly. The ESPN tweet from 23 hours ago of it says Texas Tech is not messing around. Um, 430,000 views. Got more than 3,000 retweets and almost 14,000 likes. People are uh, taking notice of the Red Raiders. What I- helps when you play primetime ESPN following Duke, too. Yeah, that was a pretty good lead in. <laughs> Not not too bad. Yeah, you're just like let's let's hang on to some of the, the Duke Duke viewers, and um, but that, really put on a show last night. They really did, and that was a game that just about everything went their way. Uh, they played really well. I don't think they had many guys in foul trouble that I can recall. But the Arkansas game, we got to talk so, about that a little well, bit more. That was a slog. Yeah, Odiase in the in the Arkansas game got his first foul. It seems like he just has to break the ice. 11 seconds. And it was away from the ball, too. That Mm -hmm. was kind of a weird one to call. Well, okay, the first, like, Odiase also got the first foul of the game against TCU. Tripled that time. Yes, he did. It took him 34 seconds. Yes. Personal best. Again, away from the ball, though. I'm pretty sure it was an offensive foul, but it was away from the ball. I I think uh, it was a defensive foul, but it was away from the ball. Yeah. but Dude, he's, he's always, like... He has to foul once. He has to, to get muscle into, somebody to get to into get like, going. yeah. Now he's ready, or or maybe he's the enforcer and like, no, this is how this game's going to go. How it's going to be. Um, Owens had, f- I think he had four fouls last night. He yeah. got pretty close to fouling out, um, but really at at the at that point when he picked up his fourth, it was the game was in hand. Um, Arkansas though, it was ugly. Not a good team. Uh, Tech was favored to win by ten. It kind of looked like they were going to, and then they just – they were up by 10, I think 60 to 50 or so. And then the next thing you know, Arkansas was coming up right behind them and thought they were – I kind of thought they might come and steal it. Um, but Tech played just well enough to get out of that one. Of course, Moretti had a great night. 21 points. Yep. Culver uh, had 15, but he had he, – so this is the game was also really – Freshing to watch because of how many turnovers there were. Yep. Um, like we mentioned that earlier, 21. Culver had 15 points, four turnovers. Mooney had 12 points, five turnovers. Oriase, two points, four turnovers. His turnovers were bad, too. Like, And it seems like when, when you're turning the ball over a lot, it's it's really strange that it's, it's Culver and Mooney doing it. Like You maybe expect Culver because he's not like your your guard. He's not your facilitator but Mooney's supposed to be playing as a guard position turning the ball over way too way too frequently um, on this season 
they mentioned this on the broadcast last night that you Texas Tech is turning the ball over on one out of every four possessions. Yes, that was leading into the game. Yeah, this is before last night. That was before TCU. It's going to go down a little bit, but still, one out of four possessions, not good. Um, That's good for 238th in the country. Yes. That is your lowest ranking of possibly everything out there, is how frequently you turn the ball over. I saw another tweet today that, just as a comparison, when, when you have that turnover that turnover ratio go down and you start playing well on offense, you get a game like you did against TCU. And uh, the turnover ratio against TCU was one out of every 10 possessions. Can we just do that the rest of the season? Yeah. Let's just, let's just hang on and to the ball. Also score 84 points every game. Sure. Because Bobs, all, you know, everything you can think threes. of threes. Yep. Rain them. You get your, get your uh, center out there shooting threes. Perfect for the night, two for two, banking them in. Because here's the thing. If you score 84 points regularly, you're going to win the majority of your Big 12 games, especially paired up with your defense. Yeah, especially if you routinely hold people below 60 or 65. Yeah, you've given up 70, what, once? Yes. So you scoring 84 and giving up less than 70, you're going to be. You may even have a bad defensive night and still win by 15. Yeah. Um so this is the offense that we've been waiting for. Nothing really changed except that you were hitting shots and not turning the ball over. Um, you just, I don't know how you get that to be your consistent play. Your Me neither. Per- performance. It's still kind of Because your defensive effort, is, it's always there, right? You're, you're right. Like, I think the worst outing was Iowa State, and it was like, what, 73 yeah, I don't, I don't want to go back. It's it's like low seventies, right? That's the most points you've given up. Um, you you were averaging giving up, you know, in that sixty five range, but your offense just it varies so wildly. Eighty four points against TCU, forty five against Kansas State. Just a week earlier, yeah, less than a week, yeah. So. You know what's coming up next, though? The next part of the schedule? Well, I think there's a there's a team that just lost to Texas. Yeah, really interesting to see, see how that's going to go. I haven't even checked the Big 12 standings, which I'll do on my phone really quickly. But Saturday, you make the trip to Lawrence. Take on the Jayhawks. Um, it, I, I, I hate to keep repeating cliches, but like it's tough to win on the road. It's even more so... To win in Lawrence. Well, and as Dan was mentioning in our Slack chat, they probably have even a little bit of a target on their back for being able to win there last year. Yeah. I'm sure that's kind of a going to be a reminder, and especially after losing to Texas tonight, they will they might be a little bit jazzed for this one up in Lawrence on Saturday. So quickly checking the schedule for Saturday – I think all teams are playing. Um, you are not in first place in the league, but you have the most number of wins. So you have 17 wins. Uh, Kansas has is the next behind you at 16. You're both five and three in the conference. Kansas State and Baylor are five and two in the conference. So they have that half game lead on you. So you're currently in third. Kansas State's first 
which is just surprising out of nowhere, really. It feels like they were down and out to start the conference play. They just surged to the top, which is maybe not should be surprising. If you go on the preseason projections, they were picked to finish second or third in the conference. Right, they were up there. Dean Wade came back and just he does ridiculous things. They are fifteen and five, five and two in conference. Baylor's fourteen and six, five and two. You're seventeen and four, five and three. Kansas is sixteen and five, five and three. You've got two games against Kansas to go. Oof. Um, Iowa State has dropped back into fifth, fifteen and five, four and three. But like, I mean, between. Gosh, this is, I don't know where to draw the line. But between first and sixth, it only goes out to a game and a half difference. Wow. Um, seventh would be two games. Eighth is two and a half. Ninth place is Oklahoma State at three games. Tenth, West Virginia is four games. Well, and that's interesting because the very next game is... Ooh, big Monday again. It big. is. Or, and, and it will, at first... It was listed on the website as being on ESPN or ESPN2, and apparently today they made the decision, I guess after how popular the Tech game was this week against TCU, that Texas Tech will once again be on Big Monday, but this time in Morgantown. Mm -mm. It's a home game. Is it? Oh, you're right. Yeah, because we dance. This is the the return trip. You're exactly right. This is the dance night. They're coming right back to Lubbock. Um Oh, the there's going to be so much dancing. The the other game um, that you were competing with for Big Monday is Iowa State-Oklahoma. So they will be on ESPN2 also at 8. You will host West Virginia on ESPN at 8 on Monday night. Two in a row. Um, dude, I can't wait for dance night. It, it's going to be phenomenal. That return trip after all the crap that Huggy put himself into, that situation. I don't know why he did that. I don't know what he was thinking to make those comments. And the way Beard handled them was much more diplomatic than and professional than they deserve to be handled. Yeah. The, the best part is probably West Virginia rushing the court like their very next game. Yeah, because like, they beat Kansas. Like, dude, act like you've been there. This is so unprofessional. This it's is unbecoming uh, of basketball. Yeah, this is ruining basketball. Kids having fun. It's ridiculous. Screw him. All right. <laughs> Tuesday, the I mean, sorry, Monday the 4th, like we said, is West Virginia. The following Saturday the 9th, you go up to Norman to take on Oklahoma. And the following Wednesday, you kind of get this little stretch here, you will be returning to Oklahoma to play in Stillwater. So kind of an interesting little stretch these next four games. Yep. Some, you would hope. Pretty winnable games. Hope to go at least two and two, thinking that there are three road games on this next four um, to split these. The game that really could swing, uh, you know, my thought is that the swing game here, whether you go two and two or three and one, is at Oklahoma. It's going to be difficult there because they they played you pretty close. Um, Very close, yes. Winning on the road is difficult, and I've said that. Especially but. when the top six teams are within a game and a half of each other. Yeah. Out of a 10-team league. The other other um, basketball news that came out 
yesterday, before the game, the afternoon actually, that Texas Tech has a player actually already enrolled in school, will be eligible for the 2019-2020 season, and his name is... Andre Savrasov. Savrasov. He's a Russian player, was playing in the professional league there, like under-18 league, doing pretty well. So he's already on campus. Um, I assume he's with the team and able to practice with them. Although I don't know how much attention he would be getting as a non-contributor, but at least being able to be around the team, gaining their, you know, being in the practices, being able to be acquainted with that process, working out on the nutrition plan. Getting used to the staff, getting used to the routine. Help him assimilate much quicker next this fall when he is eligible. Um, I think you still have a scholarship or two left, so this – Signing class is not done. Uh, I heard that the biggest thing you're probably going for um, that you haven't addressed yet is to replace like a Torico and say a rim protector because um, you don't currently have a big man like that on your roster that can do both. I don't know if you're looking for somebody to do both because you're, you're bringing a lot of offensive talent in Jemias Ramsey. Uh, Kevin McCullers will be fully back. Kayvon Moore will be back. You've got that Juco swing player from Idaho. I'm blank on his name. He's scoring a bunch of points. Um, yeah, Odiase will be gone. Culver will likely will be gone. Yes. Owens will be gone. Mooney. Mooney will be gone. Francis, is he a senior? I don't think he is. I thought he was a junior. The guys I think I'm most excited to see take a step forward is going to be Kyler Edwards and... Kyler made some big shots. Deshaun Corpru. Yes. I like Corpru. I do too. He and I were both uh, South Plains College. <laughs> South Plains College uh, students. Which they got a lot of uh, some airtime last night too. I heard that because I was wondering if, if Franchella was going to mention that because he talked about Corpru being a Juco player and they had to go to commercial really quick. And then he came back and kind of finished his thought and said that you know, from level end, just 32 miles west of here. And I thought, yeah, Played shout for out to a great coach. Shout out to the Texans. Yep. Um, okay, really quickly, we got to go back to Quatnoy. He is a player from TCU. Um, the original tweet was, I don't know, probably a Texas Tech fan, was a quick video of him silencing the crowd after he hits a free throw early in the game. It's like 7 to 10 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I can't remember what she said. So I retweeted that. And said, did not age well, right? <laughs> Very I'm, true. I'm, I'm really frustrated with myself because he responded back. Like he replied to that first and then like a coward deleted it. And by the time I checked it, he deleted it. But the notif- like when I checked the notification on my phone, I saw that he said, what's your job sitting and tweeting? Or so is your job sitting and tweeting? Some of the effect of like, I live on Twitter and this is my job. Right. 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 Um, but he had deleted that. I replied to him though and said, come on, man, don't hide behind. Or if you're going to tweet at me, don't delete it. Stand by what you say, take that L and move on. (laughs) He replied with like the most immature thing and he hasn't deleted it yet, which I'm, I'm really grateful for. Um, because it's allowed a lot of other people to kind of chime in and he says, 
I bet you still live with your mom. Oh, man. Oh, he got me so good. Dude, you can't come back from that. You're going to have to quit the internet. So I didn't reply Can to him. Can you unplug your phone right now? Is that how that... I could, but that's... Pull the SIM card out. I don't have the special tool for this dumb phone. I've got a that. fire burning over there. We can put your oh, phone I'll in. throw it in there. Yeah. I'm, I'm due for an upgrade. Yeah. I was like, I'm not even sure how to respond to that. And I didn't. I was like... I, Just let that one stand alone. I don't even know what to do. It's the best comeback. You, you can't... You can't top... You possibly... Like it was you can't so, possibly top that. It was um, so bad. It, it unless discur- a basement was involved. Yeah. I, I just, I couldn't say anything. Um, anyways, the other thing, I'm oh, sorry, I keep saying that the, there's a little Twitter, um, back and forth between the TCU men's basketball account. I, I didn't was, see this. So, gosh, I'm so sorry. This is Coke zero. It's getting me. Um, okay. So the TCU basketball, Tweets out um, 11, 13 a.m. yesterday morning. So Monday morning. The TV network for Monday's game at Texas Tech has been announced. Hashtag go frogs. The picture is of a couple players. Like the main picture is a couple players. Mm -hmm. And in the middle is a very small picture and just says Lubbock underneath it. (laughs) Right? Oh, yeah. And And it's like it's not even of Lubbock or like the area. It's like off the Cap Rock somewhere. Yeah, or it looks like it's Mesa, Arizona or something. So the Texas Tech basketball account retweeted that after the game last night, and they said, interesting photo choice within this graphic, safe travels back to Dallas. They had the hand wave, hashtag wreck them. <laughs> okay, and Which the Dallas I, thing is a total knock. Right? I didn't get that. It was so <laughs> subtle. It's like, oh, because Fort Worth hates to be like lumped in yes. with Dallas. That was pretty good. Safe travel. Even this back West Texan got that. <laughs> yeah. Well, as somebody from Dallas, I didn't catch it. But like the Fort Worth, like if I'd grown up in Fort Worth, it would have been like, oh, no, no, douche. No, no, we're not from Dallas. How those, dare you? Those tools. <laughs> so mad. Yeah. That was, that's a good little burn. All right. We've got a couple other things we want to talk about tonight. Um, track team. I saw this on Twitter and I wanted, I just, I I brought it up in our Slack chat and then Michael's like, Hey, you want to give us an update? So the track Twitter account, um, was kind of, they they were, they tweeted a photo and some results from Keyshawn Carter running in the 60 meter dash sprint. Um, and said that he had, he had moved from, sorry, he had moved from his, um, advanced sorry from his heat to the next one getting closer to the finals um and then i went and looked at it and he didn't make the final run but he was i think he ran like a six six and the guy that ended up winning was like a six three that's crazy all of those times are crazy to me um his four by 100 relay team ended up placing like ninth it was like 10 or 12 seconds behind the lead but they they host this huge meet this weekend at the new indoor track facility. Um, the men's team currently ranked number one in the country. The women's team not far behind at eighteen because they, they they I think they rank like a ton of teams. Um, but the meet had like it had USC there, Florida State was there, Texas A and M that they've always seemed to have a really good track team. Right. 
Um, and then a couple other smaller schools. I think North Texas were, was there, and then some Louisiana schools. I don't know. It, it was a big-time event. You hosted. You showed off your new indoor facility. You held a big meet. You will continue to host meets there. Um, your team came out preseason, ranked one or two. Yep. Stayed there after this big meet. Um, track team just needs some more love, so we had to give them a shout-out. They, they did really well. I, I can't, like, read out all the results because as much as stats we went through in, with basketball, there was, like, a hundred Texas Tech track athletes and so results many. that I would just bore you to tears with if I tried to go through all that because I have no interesting way of reading a stat sheet to you. Is, but Is there such a thing? Well, if you're really into track and the Olympic sports, yeah, I'm sure you're like, oh, my gosh, he ran a, he ran a 10 to 100. Hashtag track junkies. Or 200. I don't, I don't even know if I did that right. Anyways, it's, it's available for you to go look at, texttech.com. But I think, I think a 10... I think a 10-100 was CB code for you had to go take a leak. <laughs> I have no Which idea. is better than a 10-200. Which I, I understand that one. There you go. Yeah. Um, okay. Other exciting news. This week, Dinger Derby launches. We're on to baseball now. Yep. Um, I'm not sure what that noise is, and I'm so sorry if it's coming through. We've tried to identify it before we started. There is a hint of buzzing that... We've noticed. We know We've it's there. We've got some gremlins. And now it's like... Oh, don't do... What are you doing? ASMR, people. <laughs> um, sorry. We will be better next week. We always we always uh, strive to be. Okay, baseball. Dinger Derby launches their first full podcast episode on Thursday the 31st. Yep. Once you're done listening to this... Uh, epically long podcast episode. Head over there, check them out. He is hosting Jamie Lint as his first guest. Big get. I think he's great first guest. Working on getting Kendall Rogers here pretty soon too. He writes for D1Baseball.com. D1Baseball.com. Um, so check that out. A couple a a couple of uh, tidbits here before we move on. Josh Young picked up another preseason All America acclaim from. Baseball America, they named him on the preseason All-American team, which I think is his fourth preseason award. Um, the other thing that came out, I, I, and I don't know if I just missed it when it came out earlier or what, but the two guys that transferred in from Arkansas will both be eligible for this upcoming season. So one is Bryce Bonin, that like 95 fastball pitcher. And then I'm blanking on things. I didn't write it down, but the shortstop will be competing for, for time um, with our guys. They're, they will both be eligible. The other thing really quickly is that there is the tailgate dinner next Friday, the 8th. I got my ticket in the mail. I will go. I think Keith's going. Yeah, I thought Keith was going too. My director's going to be there, but she's going to be with a friend, and it's kind of weird. But. So how does that work? What, what I mean, what is this? Oh, we're going to Kegel Steak. That's where it is? Yeah. Gosh, I haven't been to Kegel's in a long time. Yeah, it was like 40 bucks for yeah. the entrance for dinner and the, the but, show. But Tadlock will be there, mm -hmm. and maybe some of the players, or? I have to go back and look at some of the promo materials. I'm not sure. You don't care. There's steak and there's baseball. Steak You're there. and Tadlock. <laughs> You're showing so. up. <laughs> I'm going to be there. They, they basically sent, sent me a wristband, wristband and said, put this on, walk up where the RRC flags are, and you'll be good. I almost wonder if Tadlock picked the place. 
I wouldn't doubt it, man. So I, I could I, see that being Kegels would be right up his alley. Here's That'd the thing: a place though. he'd like. I've only been there once. We need to time our <laughs> these things better because as you leaned over to, to clear your throat, <laughs> I had to stop and burp. <laughs> this has <laughs> been fantastic. Um, We've synchronized for whatever that's worth. Yikes. <laughs> Not not that kind of synchronizing. Um, I've been to Kegels once, and it was as an intern when I worked for Visit Lubbock. So mm-hmm. I only kind of remember where it's at. It's like in the middle of nowhere, right? Like west of town, all yes. by itself in this weird, like, dusty parking lot. Uh, pretty much, yeah. You take 4th Street until you hit. Until you get there. Until you hit it. <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. You but it's keep, before you get to Leveland. It is between, <laughs> it is between Lubbock and Leveland. Is it like Updike West? Is it about there? No, it's not that far. It's it's east of Ropesville, <laughs> if that helps you. Well, Ropesville is south. That's out past Wolferth. Am I thinking Ropes? There's another town that's basically a cotton gin. That's right off, uh, yeah. one fourteen. I can't remember what it's called now, but anyway, yeah, you you just you can take. Uh, no, highway west to Leveland, and then you can turn right. The road on. out to what, the to Leveland isn't that Nineteenth Street. It's Nineteenth Street, but it turns into Highway One Fourteen, I think. But you said Fourth Street, so well, that's it's different. There's two ways different. to get there. I, okay, Fourth Street will just just about run right into it, <laughs> but uh, it's probably quicker to take Nineteenth. Parallel streets will eventually meet. They will. <laughs> no, they won't. <laughs> Wait, no, they won't. <laughs> That's what you're saying. Um, so excited to go to that next Friday the 8th. I don't even know if, if tickets are still on sale. Probably not since they had to, you had to order them over the phone with the Red Raider Club and they had to mail you your wristband. But Keith and I will both be there. We'll probably have some kind of wrap-up on both of the shows. Um, excited about that. So 52 minutes in. Let's talk. Let's talk some more football. We, we just start, we quickly. Start with, we start with football. Let's, let's let's end with football. We don't have it. We don't have a ton to get to because there's not a lot of Texas Tech football news that I'm aware of. At least uh, I think. Well, did the uh, the spring football dates was that announced? But between here and last recording, I don't remember. It was. And we're not prepared to talk about and it. And I did not pull that up at all. Um, but they're going to be in the Permian like they were last year. Uh, I think the Lubbock. Scrimmage is first, which is and kind it's of listed odd. as a spring game, and it's listed as a spring game. Uh, they will also have another scrimmage at Ford, uh, at the Star, at the Star in Frisco. I'm and a big fan of having satellite outreach scrimmages at agreed. all three of the or, at those two locations, Midland and then Frisco. Yeah, um, if we have the dates readily available, I could give that to you. But first, though. The Pro Bowl was this past weekend. Our boy Mahomes was in there. He did pretty good. Did he? He won. I, him, he won himself a car. Well, isn't he splitting the car? Wasn't there somebody like co MVP of the game? I, I think so. He, he um, I forgot. I forgot how that worked out. But Mahomes, you know, he played pretty well. He only completed fifty percent of his passes. But let's. We're not going to put too much on this. Pro All right, it was a spring right? game, but yeah, he, he was he not was a spring game. Sorry, well, Pro Bowl, close enough. He was uh, seven of fourteen for one hundred fifty six yards. Um, I believe he had a QB rating of about one fourteen, which is oddly enough right at what his regular season QB rating is. So he's pretty good at football. It's consistent. Yeah, it's it's not bad. 
but that was that was great to see him uh, perform well there, not to any surprise of anyone, and to take home the the MVP trophy. So he's set to become the first football two hundred million dollar man. Is it is that going to happen? Gosh, that would be so wonderful. It has to. I wonder. I wonder um, if McGavick Nissan will give him a pay raise. So instead of giving him like the the entry level sedan, they'll give him the the premium. Yeah, maybe he'll get the Maxima it, instead of the Altima. You don't think that they'd set him up for the like the Infinity side? Give him like the QX fifty, like could. the big uh, big SUV. I don't even know the. Once once you get into cars that it's just letters and numbers, I don't know what any of them are. I, I just threw that one out. I'm, I'm not even <laughs> sure if that's right. Um, no, they are Q somethings. That sounds... That, something. I, I didn't even doubt you. I was like, oh, well, I'm glad you know what they are. I don't know what they are. Quick internet research. Q7 Niners. Uh, they got some of those Q7 Niners in the back. They've got uh, turbochargers on them. Q50 is a car, not a... You said QX50. Yeah, that's not a thing. Oh, well, that's not yet. They're working well, hold on, on it. Hold on, maybe. Maybe that's a... Yep, there is a Q... They're Q- taking it around the Nürburgring as we speak. Okay, so the QX50 is an SUV. The Man, Q50 you- is a sedan. That's not confusing at all. No, let's just... That was stupid on your part, Infinity. They, I never get... I mean, Lexus does that stuff too. There's is like LS970 or... I don't know what any of their stuff is. All the Mercedes and BMWs are three-digit numbers. Yep. Merce- well, Mercedes dropped it down. <clears throat> They're just excuse me. It's just a three series now, basically. And BMW is like they have the two series, which is no like two hundred. I, I messed something. that up. BMW dropped it down. Yeah, they, they. I think they have a letter at the end sometimes, like a three twenty eight I. Yeah. Yes. But here's the thing: there's a three twenty eight, and then a three twenty eight I, and then there's a it's M- like a three. Yeah. The M three is the top dog. Yeah. But there's also like. So there's like 328. I think there's, there's 325. There it, used to be. Anyways, the 325s, I think, we're, we're not older. Car, we're not a car podcast. We're going to stop right there. Well, sorry. I, I More interesting news. Cars. Well, okay. I, I do too. I would, I would rather drive it than talk about it, though. Um, our boy Graham Harrell. Wow. Moving from Denton, Texas to the Valley of Los Angeles. From here, it's possible. It is. USC from real, Pullman to Denton to Los Angeles really wanted a Texas Tech quarterback. So so much so that uh, one of our favorite Twitter followers, uh, B.J. Picked, Simmons, threw his hat in the ring, picked up on that, and um, at at ten eighteen p.m. on the twenty eighth, all he tweeted was, "Hey USC, sup?" <laughs> well, he needs to wait for like Harold not to be there. No, he can. The point is that that a Texas Tech quarterback getting the offensive coordinator job at USC by just by account of having been a Texas Tech quarterback, right, and having a connection to Mike Leach. Well, and I'm also downplaying like Kingsbury's and Harrell's experience leading up to that, kind of by throwing Simmons into that group. But I'm I'm excited for Harrell. That's a great step up for him. You bet. Um, Feels to be a better a more logical step for them to hire Harold than it was for them to hire Kingsbury. Although Kingsbury probably had the more success to point to like, okay, we, we can probably sell this a lot better. I'm still surprised. I thought, I still think that 
that was the best fit for Kingsbury was to spend a year or two as an OC to just kind of re- reset a little bit. And, but not but under what Clay do I Helton. But I know, but kind of head coach and waiting sort of. But what do, what do I know? I don't know anything. And We just have a mic in, yeah, in Lubbock, Texas. Right, and I just thought that that made sense to me. But uh, and I also miss. I also underestimated the the market of how serious people were about getting Kingsbury into head coaching, much less head coaching in the NFL. So, congrats to Graham Harrell. That's a great move. I I hope he does well. I'm I'm assuming he'll he'll really be able to put some points on the board with the talent that they have there, and. Uh, I did want to point out one other thing that Simmons mentioned. He said that um, I'm literally going on Indeed as we speak and uploading Texas Tech QB room 2000 to 2003 as the only thing on my resume. He might be getting some calls. Uh, let's hope it works out for him. Let's hope it works out. He he might be looking for a, ch- a change himself. You just never know. Okay. We, we have Texas Tech news. Not like breaking news. Oh. Okay. So National Signing Day, the final signing day for the 2019 class is next Wednesday. There are a handful of spots available. We will chop that all up next week when it's official. But a couple of guys that we're still waiting on to sign, like a, that outside linebacker, defensive end, Tony Bradford. Um, that defensive end from Oak Cliff, Stephen Parker. That defensive back from Houston that just won the state championship, Keon Stewart, among those guys. There's a grad transfer receiver from Virginia Tech visiting Texas Tech this weekend, Eric Kuma. Kuma. I apologize for the names. I I don't know how to pronounce his name. You're doing fine. We will, like I said, talk about that next week. I did find the the spring football dates. And on the Texas Tech, the official website has the spring game listed as the game in Frisco. I'm looking at the same thing. Which makes it, chronologically, it makes sense for the spring game to be the, the last third thing. game. However, on the initial graphic that came out like a week ago, had the Lubbock scrimmage listed as a spring game, and then the mid, the game in Midland was a scrimmage, and the one in Frisco was a scrimmage. Right, which seemed backwards. It did. It also seems weird that like why you wouldn't finish up in Lubbock, but I'm yeah. not as concerned about that. So maybe we do watch the spring game together as a right because it'll be broadcast. STP, broadca- uh, STP crew. Right. Um, so, so the the well, you want to mention the dates and yep. stuff. March Saturday, March thirtieth will be the scrimmage here in Lubbock. It'll be two o'clock in the afternoon. Mark calendars, block it off, and Outlook be there. April fifth is the following Friday night. Do a little Friday Night Lights, which is kind of fitting that they're going to be in the Midland, Midland Odessa, Odessa area. Gravy, I can't talk. Um, Friday night at 7, Midland Grande Communication Stadium. And then the following Saturday, again, 2 p.m., Frisco at the Star will be the spring game. Assuming that'll be broadcast to us good folks out here in the desert permian basin odds are odds are it's not the desert i'm so sorry i've offended everybody we're not the permian basin either no south plains 
Caprock. Caprock. Either, either or. Okay, so this is on the schedule. It's on the same page as the 2019 football schedule, and it just bears repeating that this year's schedule kind of sucks. August 31st, Saturday, you're hosting Montana State. Alma mater for Labar's sister, twin sister. By the I way. know. What are the what are the odds that we sort of know some? We tangentially know someone who went to Montana State. Yep, that's that's kind of cool, actually. Followed by UTEP. UTEP. The very next weekend, you host UTEP. Um, I don't even know who their head coach is anymore. Is it Dana Dimmel? Uh, K State guy. I don't think I ever knew. Because um, it used to be Sean Coogler. That he had those weird glasses, like flat on his face. It was really strange. Um, and then you make the trip out to the actual desert, go play Arizona and Tucson. Seems like a bad idea to go to Tucson in September, but you'll probably have like a nine thirty kick, like they did last that. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, then you start off Big Twelve play on the road in Norman, because that's not going to suck to face Jalen Hurts. Um, come back home to take on the Cowboys from Oklahoma State. Here's the interesting twist of the Baylor game returning to the campuses is your, your first trip here will be your first game against Baylor. Not in the Metroplex will be in Waco at the toilet bowl stadium, toilet bowl on the Brazos on the Brazos. And then you host Iowa state cause that's going to be a fun game. Always go to Kansas, go to Morgantown, host TCU, host Kansas State, and then you're at Texas. Like your home games this year, let's read them off just for fun. Montana State, yeah, UTEP, mm. Oklahoma State, probably the headliner, uh, uh, yeah, probably or Iowa State. Yeah. So, sorry, Montana State, UTEP, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, TCU, Kansas State. Depending on where TCU is, that that could be a fun game. Oh, and that Texas game to end the season is on Black Friday. Yeah, Friday after Thanksgiving. So again, you end your season before December. Because, because finals. Sure. All right. Football schedule next season. Yawn. <laughs> At least home, at least home games. Yeah, yes. the home games. Um, let's look at questions because just to check to see if there were any. Um, one hour ago, Guns Up Nation chimed in and said, "With a month to go, how many more losses can Tech have to maintain a top three seed in the NCAA tournament?" Okay, so I'm not Joe Lenardi. I can't. I don't do bracketology. I don't even know where they're projected now. Isn't it? Are they like a national eight seed? I haven't looked at Which it. Which is like a two. I would I would think you would only need, I think you could only handle one loss. I think most. Because you were three last season, weren't you? Yes. And you were 12 and six, 13 and five. This is bad. Yeah, I, I can't Unprepared. remember. I can't remember it all. But that was, that's got to be, uh, well, you also finished second in the Big 12. So they may look at that. This year, who knows what's going to happen? Six teams within one game, man, or game and a half. Yeah, it's it's nuts. You got two games to go against Kansas. That's going to be a big one. Um, 
final game of the season, you're going to Ames. That's going to be rough, too. I think you've got – I think at most you could lose two. And still maintain a top three seed? Yes. Okay. I don't have anything to do to, to oppose you on that one. Yeah. So. Kyle Jacobson, guaranteed 11-7 and seven finish in the Big 12. Do you take it or roll the dice? So 11-7 and seven means you go – Six and five, six and three the rest of the way. So you win. Ooh, you play in two of those, like you just mentioned, Iowa State and two Kansases. So those, that could be three really say easily. Take, you lose those three, but you win but every you win other every game. Every other one. Or, uh, yeah, because you've got Baylor at home, which they played. They played lights out against you. They won't be able to do that again. Well, you say that. They've been doing that, though. They, But they won't. They, they won't lit be able up to. Oklahoma. They beat them by 30 points last night. That's, that, that's just fluke. It's just fluke, man. They it's did. Okay. It'll never happen again. Sure. <laughs> they, they somehow figured out how to play with, like, five guards. And they they are a really good shooting team. We, But, uh, Which, you know, tech, tech will shut that down. That's not a problem. Just like they did in Waco. Or like, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, I'm going to say roll the dice. Yeah, I'd say roll it too. Because a 12 and 6 finish may be good enough to win the conference. With everything this close, it could be. Dan Isett agrees. He says roll the dice. I think the league champ probably ends with five or six losses. So 13 and 5 or 12 and 6. Especially after tonight. Yeah. So that's a... Uh, that's the questions we had this week. What we learned. Got a couple of things to to chop up with you guys. I listened to a podcast series or podcasters that do the Stuff You Should Know podcast. And I've been digging their Stuff You Should Know shorts, which are their abbreviated episodes where they just go quickly over something, unlike our episode. Most of their normal length is about an hour 45 minutes from an hour, their shorts are about 15 minutes. I found a short this afternoon while or this morning while I was walking to go to lunch with my wife. And it was about this, this may really unrelated to sports, whatever the thread count and sheets. Oh, okay. And what a marketing ploy it is. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to agree here. Um, so they were saying that they're not sure when all of the attention was focused on upping your thread count on your sheets. It was, they said, earliest they could find was some kind of reference in the early 2000s, and everybody was talking about a an arms race of thread count. That's fantastic. I've never even thought about this, but it, oh, it they makes so much sense. It was, it was so, no, I've, I've noticed thread count, and I've you just... Immediately assume, oh, well, this one has, this is 600 thread count. This, this is 1,000. Oh, my gosh, this is 1,000. There's so many threads. <laughs> so first off, what they do is, so that thread count is by, is if you had a, a one inch by one inch square. Okay. That's just the number of threads in that one inch square, not not like in both directions, right? Yeah. They said, you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. They said it is basically impossible without getting manipulative to get more than like 400 threads in that one inch square. I believe it. The way that they can do that is one, there's no FDA, 
not FDA. Shoot. <laughs> I don't think the Food and Drug Administration. FTC? Okay. Has Federal no, Trade Commission? Has no regulation on what a thread is. Oh. So it's like no, there's no standardized size of a thread. So they can like they can do um, like a two or three ply thread, which you know is just multiple strands wrapped into, you know, woven into a thread. Okay. So they've started counting individual strands as a thread. So what, what used to be a 200 thread count, but was a four strand thread is now an 800 thread count when nothing changed. So they said, really anything over 400 is a sham. Don't worry about it. As if it feels soft to you, get it. Don't worry about spending the extra 20 bucks on a thousand thread count when 400 is probably really all you could get out of it. I can't believe I, I try to be vigilant about this type of weird marketing stuff. And this is something that slipped by me for well, years, and, but it totally here's makes the thing. so much sense. Um, there's no way to know what is actually 400 thread count and what they're saying is a thousand or whatever, like a good 400 thread count versus a bad 400 thread count. Or like if it's a thousand, like, okay, what does that, what does that mean? So yeah. Yeah. How many, how I, can you cram I, so many threads in one spot? I, I bring this up just to, to awaken your eyes, open your eyes to the, the marketing sham, to the and sheeple. I'm, I'm ashamed of, of my industry that they would, uh, exploit a loophole Bamboozles, really. The FTC not having a guideline on what constitutes a thread. So, Michael, what you got? I learned that fence staining is a racket. Which is why I did it myself, and it looks like trash right now. Well, here's... <laughs> this This is why I'm willing to pay for it, because I remember when you fa- you stained your own fence and how big of an ordeal it was. Well, it, it took me probably six hours of work and I, yes. I have like, I think I count like 1200 feet of fence. Well, square feet or whatever they call it. Like, how, how are they measured? Like the length plus it was a, a seven foot fence. The, the way, um, I'm not going to mention names here yet cause I've, I'm going to get another estimate just to see, but a guy came out and you've seen my backyard. It's not that big. And now there's mine. And there's not a lot of fence around it, but I was quoted to stain this fence. Uh, I think, and luckily because he itemized things, he almost doubled the length of the fence on the alley. So that's going to take off about $270 once I visit with him and say, Hey, I think, uh, I think my back alley fence is 45 feet, not 95. (laughs) So anyway, you're still coming down to $600 to stain my fence back here. Which seems crazy to me because at my old house, I had a much bigger backyard because the house was a lot smaller and the lot was bigger, just a lot of factors. And it was, I think it was 300 and something dollars the first time someone stained it. And then it jumped up to $500 the next time someone stained it. So I think How it many just times you keeps it going. <laughs> I only had it stained twice because it was, an, I had a new fence put in mm. and I lived there for seven years, but I had the new fence put in probably about three or four years after I'm. Uh, bought the place, but now I'm trying to get this one stained and my gosh, $900. Yeah. But I think it's going to be closer to six, which is still nuts to me. I'm going to have another, uh, group come out and look at it just to kind of compare prices. But what a racket where that's, if, if you know what you're doing, that's maybe two hours of work. 
if you have a good sprayer and you have that like yeah which i'm sure maybe you a do. second guy there to back roll while you're still spraying mm-hmm. yeah you're looking at two three hours of work it took me eight, so just heads up. <laughs> you said six while ago. Six. By the eight. end of the podcast, it'll be ten. It was a it was a twenty four hour project. I, I spread it over three full days of work. He just he just had a tent out there and just slept. slept. Just slept when you when you needed to. Went back to I work. Woke up, refilled the sprayer, got back to work. Did a little bit of spraying in your sleep. Oh my gosh! But anyway, that's that's what I learned. Is it's it just keeps growing and growing. So and my fence gets smaller. <laughs> Yet the uh, the price to stain it gets higher. So maybe I'll have a report on that next week of what we actually paid. Or I, I'm interested to find out because I'm also interested if they charge you if they have to like strip off your old stain, which I, I don't know if your fence is stained, but m- mine is. And I was like, well, I wonder if they would charge me. Mine is stained too, but he didn't mention anything about that, and there wasn't anything like that on the estimate. It was just, it was really neat how he broke it down. It was great that I mean each section of my fence was accounted for in inches. And you could, you know, kind of do the math yourself. And I was like, he was hoping you didn't do the math yourself. I don't think so. I think he just typed in 95 into his, or wrote down 95 instead of 45. And I think that was sure. That's an honest mistake. The four is right next to the nine. Well, have you written a four and a nine? Yeah. If you hand, if you handwrite it. it, Okay. That makes sense. See, you can, you can close that little loop on the top and it kind of looks like a nine. (laughs) All right, I've I've got one last thing, and it's it's gonna it's gonna need some uh, musical accompaniment. Oh, here we go. Okay. This week, this last week of January 2019, I officially finished all four books of the Lonesome Dove series, starting first with Lonesome Dove, then Dead Men's Walk, then Comanche Moon, and then just finished Streets of Laredo this week. So I don't know what to do with my life. If you can think of anything else, let me know. I'm should, probably just going to read them again. You should pick up Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> it's a good show. I do watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm, anyway, that was all I had on that. I'm, I just I'm, needed the music. We're probably going to bring in the, the theme music to that at some point. Oh, okay. I'm good with that. I don't know how. It's a great like, show. Or how to fit it in. But All right. Well, for Michael... I'm Spencer. Thanks for joining us again on the 23 Personal Podcast.